Welcome, everyone, to Mythstery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey, Cammie. Welcome hey. back. How's it going? Hey, Bryant. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, we just last week did an episode on Prometheus, and I, I feel like this is part two of that, honestly. There, there's... It's so connected because we're, we're talking about Pandora today specifically. So this, while this is a separate episode, if you're just listening to this, I highly recommend listening to last week's episode on Prometheus just because they're so darn similar. And uh, in a nutshell, Zeus is mean. That's about it um, <laughs> for both of these shows. But this one is really interesting. Reminds me of like um, Medusa we did and things like that. There's a lot there to unpack. So... Uh, Cammy's going to jump into the story, and then afterwards we're going to have a discussion about some of the history and, and everything else that uh, relates to the story of Pandora and its significance today. Cammy, take it away. Sure. I used uh, Theoi.com again for this one. so They're the best, yep. <laughs> From the sons of Prometheus came a maiden, the first of her kind, Zeus, angry for the gifts with which men of the earth were blessed, went himself to design a rival being, purely divine. Hephaestus, the great smith of the gods, sculpted her from earth and water. Aphrodite then came to mold the clay into something of beauty to which no other creature could compare. Athena blessed her with the gift of weaving, so that she might seem to aid man in his struggles upon the earth. The graces adorned her with jewels and gold, and flowers for her hair. And Hermes was sent to give her all the cunning and cleverness he himself possessed. And they named this mortal Pandora, or all gifts, for the immortals had given every gift they could imagine, and Zeus sent her to Earth as a companion to man. But before she left, he gave her a wedding gift. And though Prometheus had warned mortals not to accept anything from the gods, for they were always laced with trickery, the mortals rejoiced at this woman and accepted her as well as the box she brought from heaven. With cunning bestowed upon her, so was curiosity, and as soon as as she was to be married, she could not wait to open the treasure the king of the gods had offered her, and from it flew all the ills that curse mankind, plague, burden, sorrow, all escaped and flooded the earth with their presence. But when Pandora looked into the box, she saw one tiny glimmer that was unable to fly away, and so hope remains with men, that one day their burdens will lessen, their sorrows will turn to joy, their illness will be cured, they will look upon their lives and take pleasure in them, this is the struggle and glory of man. <sighs> Cammy, that was wonderful. Thanks. I just Zeus. What the hell, man? <laughs> you could have just gotten her a Keurig, and instead <laughs> you got everything wrong in the world. They were registered really at Target, so I yeah, like just check it out. <laughs> you know, we've had some great uh words added to our vocabulary that have to do with this euhemerism um, mytheme well today's is um theodicy theodicy uh meaning the vindication of god it's a study at, to answer the question of why a god permits the manifestation of evil and and that is what many say this story is i don't think it really explains it very well <laughs> but it it sort of is this like why is there pain and suffering why is that? And it's like, well, because, you know, this lady did that. <laughs> That's the way I see it. But it is an extremely important story. 
and it much like last week's episode has a lot of the same sources. Uh, it, it goes back to um, Hesiod, uh, Aesop's fables, um, and and beyond. So, eighth century BC, uh, Homer uh, discusses it is probably the, the latest source, but Hesiod. Is, is another one that um, we have a little bit more on. Remember, I've I, I mentioned it a few times, but it's something that I've learned a little bit more recently. Homer, we don't even know necessarily if Homer was like one person or a, a chorus is one idea. So I just want to throw that out there. But anyway, this is an important story. Um, much like what we talked about with Prometheus, uh, essentially being tasked and then doing something for, for mankind, this was about Zeus's a reprimand against um, people. Uh, and so Zeus uh, angered, um, he, he commanded Hephaestus, which I, I didn't actually talk about last week. I meant to talk about how the cult of Hephaestus kind of includes Prometheus. They're, they're sort of inter- intertwined and they, both of them are also intertwined in the, the cult of, from, from uh, the Athenians in, in Athens, obviously. So there, there's a, there's a, that's sort of where a lot of this comes from, especially with Hephaestus, which I think we've mentioned before when we talked about Hephaestus before. Anyway, um, so it's it's t- tied to Prometheus um, because Prometheus, you know, ticked off the gods by creating man, but then also stealing fire to give to man. And it was Epithemius, the brother of Prometheus, who received Pandora as a bride from Zeus. And I'm going to rip this Band-Aid off, Cammy. It wasn't a box. <laughs> it 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 wasn't a box. There was uh, uh it was a, a pithos, a jar for storing stuff that was mistranslated in the 16th century by a Dutch philosopher, a, a Dutch uh, Christian uh, philosopher and scholar, uh, Erasmus. That's that's what he goes by. Um, Desiderius Erasmus Rotorodamus. Say that five times. And he was the one who kind of like he translated it to box for some reason. So that's that's where it stuck. But it was such an influential. The Latin word um, pyxis, P-Y-X-I-S, means box, pithos, pyxis, tomato, banana. You know, it happens. <laughs> and it and it was a wedding gift. And she she did. She opened it. And it specifically released a, a swarm of evil and brought everything against mankind. But elpis, elpis, or hope, remained. And it was the single blessing to ease mankind's suffering, as they, they put it. So <laughs> it... Uh, I'll point one thing too. Hesiod is one of the the best sort of descriptors we have. He actually never uses her name Pandora. That was sort of um, given to her later. Um, it was just sort of the she was the first woman, the first created woman was what she was referred to as. Yeah, I, I just thought that was a little interesting. It 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 wasn't sort of specifically like that. We kind of talked about Prometheus's name being a little um, wonky as well, and the fact that he's not necessarily addressed as a Titan specifically, and things like that. But what I think is the obvious thing here, just like I'm, I, I kind of tied Prometheus to Loki, there's an obvious connection to Adam and Eve here. We are certainly not the only ones to think that. Wikipedia has a whole section um, regarding that connection. And I, I'll, I could point out a lot from that, but it it's essentially has to do with the Hellenization of Western Asia that was, a, as the Mediterranean sort of expanded, the, the Greek influence um, expanding, it, you know, it's well known that there were um, uh, Greek Jews, especially in Athens. It was a, it was a very important early culture that was around for a long time. And while I, I, I'm, you'd have to kind of get to a, a 
we need a much longer, more serious podcast to really dive into the specifics. But it, that the this idea wasn't this idea has been been pointed out for quite a long time. The connection between um, Eve. Uh, biting an apple, uh, essentially out of either cur- depending on your your idea of curiosity or wanting power, and bringing eternal damnation, um, and, and thus so wh- whether you look at it or not, either Zeus or Satan or God um, cr- basically creates misogyny, creates a hate of women for the most part, because um, that's certainly what Zeus is doing. I, I in the Adam and Eve thing, you can kind of like blame Eve a little bit, like come on, um, but with Pandora, she was given a gift by the gods who demanded she be made. So come on. Like I, I, (laughs) but um, yes. So while Prometheus was seen as a first, like a, a, a banner of mankind, giving us fire, supporting us, and then sort of seen as like an antagonist. um, Pandora, it's, it's, she's sort of, I'm sure many people did blame her, um, at the time and, and today, but uh, I think in art, it, it's, it is more of a, a, a beautiful thing. Again, going to theodicy, um, if I'm pronouncing that, theodicy, the, the, the vindication of gods, why there is evil. I think it's, it's sort of like a no-brainer that there is evil and that this is just sort of the fun explanation um, of it. Not, that Instead of just saying, there is evil because there is evil. This is sort of that way, and tying it to the creation of man, um, I think, is important because it's sort of like you can't create human beings without having evil, you know. Because the gods were totally not evil before um, <laughs> Pandora opened that box. There was no no bad stuff happening. So uh, they didn't yeah, take fire away or anything like that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I I love. We need to like. I need to try and see if I can find a timeline. A Greek mythology timeline you know there's like comic book timelines where it's like this is when batman oh, yeah. died and that. we need yeah like i mean there's there's some obvious primordial stuff with chronos uh chaos you know the primordial gods and the titans manifesting everything but i i'm really kind of curious um if there's a really good timeline that we can find that's something that we've got to discuss i think because it would be interesting to sort of see i mean this is obviously there are no humans so i you know this would be pretty early on in the scheme of things but um yeah so the the hellenization of it the there's there's a ton of stuff i i I didn't go too deep again because like the gorgons where there's a ton of psychoanalysis that comes from the story of medusa and, and gorgons in general uh the connection between pandora and eve uh is is really fascinating and it was soon after the uh, Erasmus's um, discussion and translation and, and the Renaissance works um, in the 17th century, we started seeing stories uh, of Pandora in musical theater in the, in 1670. And um, the, these, the uh, Epithemius was brought in on that. Remember uh, Prometheus meaning um, uh, was, uh, I'm going to mix it up now. Afterthought and forethought. Prometheus yeah, forethought. is forethought. Epithemius is afterthought. So there, there's this idea that the you know, like yeah, Prometheus he 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 warned he warned his brother he warned Pandora don't accept gifts from the gods. He he thought about it beforehand. And Epithemius is like, go on, honey, open <laughs> Zeus's gift. And so uh, the, the it's just really interesting. Um, there's uh, he, Voltaire. Uh, 
uses Pandora, um, and it goes all the way into the 19th century, similar to how Prometheus is sort of given, uh, definitively given this great uh, positive sort of idea or, or in um, depiction. Pandora is as well. And then now Pandora is uh, happily a music streaming service. <laughs> so it all worked out in the end. <laughs> I do want to point out that in Aesop's fables, mm-hmm. he blames Zeus and doesn't even really mention Pandora, at least from what the ones I've read. So there were two jars. There was one of like all the good things about living, and there mm-hmm. was one with all the bad things. And he opened both jars, and so the good things flew away to heaven. And so all the good things are located in heaven. And okay. the second jar, it, all the bad things spread a- among the earth. And so that's where they live now. So all the good things are in heaven, all the bad things are on earth. Oh, that's interesting. And, and hope was hope did remain in, I think, the good jar. Mm-hmm. And so man does have that hope that these things will come back one day. That's really cool. That, and that, that, that kind of goes to Hesiod. Um, he, he didn't specifically say her name was Pandora and this is what happened. Uh, and, and it kind of like the when we were talking about Prometheus, the name could sort of just be like an explanation. The, she was a woman that received the gifts of all. So it's, it's sort of like the actions becoming the name or the event is becoming the name in this case. So she, her, she might not have been literally named Pandora, but it's just sort of the figure and the way that it um, ended up uh, in the end. One, one fun thing I'll throw in, cause I doubt, I don't know if we'll do a specific episode on her, but her father or um, her daughter, the first uh, child born of a mortal mother uh, is Pyrrha, which um, means fire, py- pyro essentially. And uh, her, um, sh- uh, Pyra and her husband, um, uh, Deucalion, were sole survivors of the Great Deluge, is what Theoi calls it, a, a flood myth, essentially, which we absolutely will talk about at some point. And they were the ones um, instructed to repopulate the Earth by uh, instructed to cast stones over their shoulder to form the new race of men and women. So, yeah, very primordial here, especially for humanity. I, I, I'd like to look into it more if there's some sort of thing, you know, Pyrrha, her name's Fire. She's the daughter of Pandora and Epithemius. Prometheus stole Fire from the gods. You know, there's there's some yarn strands going across sure. my brain connecting from here to here. Anyway, I, I just, uh, Prometheus, please take a listen to that episode. It ties in very well to this episode. What, what we basically, the big thing was, is the story of stealing the fire, creating mankind, stealing fire, um, creating mankind out of the earth. It, it goes into a lot of cultures, um, not just the ancient Greeks, but um, we, I talked about like Mesopotamia, India. The, the peoples of those areas had extremely similar stories, and these ancient societies did contact, did connect and contact with each other. And so I, I think that Pandora is, is really connected to that and in some ways was was like a starting point. Like we don't know if, if the Greeks and their story of Prometheus was first and then was borrowed and, and altered by other languages and other peoples, but it seems like there's a pretty clear connection that Pen- the story of Pandora from the Greeks helped inspire uh, other stories um, like this. Or, or you know, it, it's hard to say who, who was first, who was the first one to kind of give a story of a woman ruining the world. Um, <laughs> that's, who, who was the first one? But it, it, the cool connection is is uh, the Adam and Eve, the, the story of Eve, it, it's it's like just as um, formative and old as Pandora. So uh, I think that about covers it, everyone. 
Thank you so much for listening. Please do take a look at that Prometheus episode. It goes extremely well with this. We, we usually like to spread our Greek stuff a little bit so we don't overload you with that topic. But these were we were just so good. I mean, like I said, this is basically part one and part two. Thanks for listening. Check us out on YouTube. Um, our Facebook channel, our Facebook group is a great way to get in touch with us. We've also got a Discord. We've got our link tree. It's got all of our links, including to merchandise, if you want to help support us and stuff like that. Is that it, Cammy? Can I cover it? I think that's it. All right, everyone. Well, thanks again, and we will see you next time. Oh! oh. Close the box. <laughs> <laughs>